All right. Well, welcome to MatchCast. Thank you for joining us, everybody. We're very excited to be joined today by David Zapata. David is the president and founder of Zapwater Communications, which is an award-winning public relations agency with offices in Chicago and Los Angeles. Actually coming to you today from Zapwater HQ in Chicago. Thank you for having us. David, thanks for joining us. Well, it's a pleasure to be here. And I just want to add one other thing. We, we actually now have an office in New York as well. Oh, three offices. Awesome. Zapwater is an award-winning public affairs and public relations company, works with lifestyle brands ranging from major consumer brands to Fortune 500 companies, technology startups to elected officials. Today, we're going to go deep on one vertical Zapwater excels in, which is travel and tourism. David, do you mind just giving us, uh, giving the audience a brief background of Zapwater and how you moved into travel and tourism? Sure. So Zapwater, is a, we're a 14-year-old agency. We started here in Chicago. Since the beginning, we've been primarily focused on trend setting and lifestyle brand. When I started the agency, Chicago in mind, I thought there was an opportunity in this market for a creative alternative to the big agencies. Having worked in agencies on, on both coasts, I think there's a larger number that, that fit that bill than in Chicago. And I think we've, from the beginning, have fit that bill and, and filled that void. Primarily, we work in, in five client categories, a travel and destination, hospitality, real estate and design, consumer products with a, a focus more on health and wellness brands, and then finally, retail, fashion, and beauty. You know, the common thread among all of them, they're all considered lifestyle clients or lifestyle brands. Great. Awesome. So within the lifestyle brands and the lifestyle kind of subsets of that sector that you just mentioned, there's a, a pretty wide breadth. What is different about PR and marketing communications that you do for clients that are travel and hospitality related versus other sectors? Well, I think first, let's talk about how the, the travel practice came to be. We started working on hotels almost immediately and launched a, a few hotel brands in this market. You know, my passion, I grew up in the airline industry. My, my dad was a, a 40-year veteran of, of Pan Am and and Delta. And, you know, we were told, my siblings and I, almost from the beginning, you know, we're never going to be rich working for the airlines, but you can travel anywhere you want in the world for free. And and myself and my siblings took advantage of that. There are times my brother and I would hop on a plane and on a, a Thursday and spend Friday and Saturday in London or Germany and, and be home for dinner on Sunday. It, it always was a passion of mine. But as kind of my career evolved and my interests evolved. Early in my career, I really wanted to get involved in international development and uh, possibly work for an NGO and it never panned out. But I always felt that tourism is an economic driver, an opportunity to, to really change people's lives. And, you know, the example that I, I like to use recently is the work we're doing with the National Tourism Office of, of, of Serbia. Obviously, you know, if you look back a decade ago, Serbia was an international pariah. There was a stigma associated with it. And part of our task and job when we were brought on as the first ever U.S. agency for Serbia to, to promote tourism 
was to change that dialogue. It has an incredible history, incredible tourism infrastructure. Belgrade has one of the best nightlifes in Europe, has, you know, the Exit Music Festival. It's one of the biggest music festivals in Europe. You know, one of the most underrated wine regions, incredible skiing. In fact, Viceroy just announced that they're they're opening in 2018 a, a ski-in and ski-out five-star resort in Serbia. So again, you know, I feel like the tourism industry is a great example of an opportunity for us to really impact people's lives in a country on the ground and drive economic prosperity through tourism. So in that Serbia example, that's really cool. You mentioned economic prosperity and tourism as an economic driver and that that's important maybe on a macro scale or a national scale. But it sounds like you really value maybe personally and on a human level, the cultural exchange that can happen as a result of your work. Oh, that's, I mean, I think it goes back to my, my childhood. My dad was my hero and um, really instilled in me this, this quest to learn and meet people and experience different cultures. And I, I hope it's something that through our travel practice and tourism work that I will be able to, to, to pass on to my, my kids. You know, my joke is that my, my six-year-old is going to be the fourth generation of Zapata explorers. My, my grandfather actually was in the Merchant Marines and had stepped foot on all seven continents. And so we come from a long line of travelers. But my dad used to handle maintenance contracts in, at JFK for Pan Am. And once a summer, he would invite all the maintenance directors from the different airlines to, to come over to our house for a barbecue. And we'd have, you know, families from Middle Eastern countries, family like the Avianca station chief from Colombia. And so it is kind of how I was raised and, and really part of my, my, my longstanding interests. That's awesome. So it's really inspiring and always works well in my point of view for an entrepreneur when you have that personal connection where there's real passion and meaning for you and the work that you do. So it's amazing on generational family level. Let's dig in a bit on uh, a little bit more tactical on how you do some of the things you do and what are some of the mental models you use, whether it's Serbia or some other example. Matchnode coming from the more of the online advertising world, from our point of view, we think about demand in terms of existing demand and fulfilling that existing demand, maybe in a, uh, in a, in a Google search because someone already has intent and they've already considered that they're going to make this purchase to have this experience versus generating new demand, which in your case, people probably before you started working with Syria, there are a lot of people who, or excuse me, Syria, Serbia, there's a lot of people who had never considered going to Serbia before. And you're talking about having to get over that kind of cultural gap and changing the story there. So for us, sometimes we can, in the online advertising world, we can, we can generate some new demand in a place like Facebook by showing a really inspiring video and putting ad spend behind it. From your world in the media relations and the content generation world for travel and tourism, how do you think through that customer path to purchase when the, whether the demand exists in their, in their mind or not? The easiest thing for me is use examples of some of our existing clients and how we, how we change perception or raise the profile of a destination. And I think one of the easier examples we could use is the work we did for, or continue to do for Finland. Finland was a sleeping giant in, in, in terms of tourism, the safest country in Europe, the cleanest country in Europe, the most educated country in Europe with Lapland, this gorgeous, untapped region of just natural beauty. 
Santa Claus's village. There's just so much that so much potential, but unfortunately for, for Finland, it was often competing against Iceland and other Nordic countries like Sweden. So we were tasked when we were brought on their U S agency to really at a very basic level, raise the profile, let people know that this credible experience awaited them when they, when they came there and that there was, it was pretty accessible through new airlift and new airline routes. And, you know, you talked about kind of the online world, but the world of PR and, and marketing has changed dramatically since I started the agency 14 years ago. And whether it's a travel client or a fashion and beauty brand, we're approaching it uh, integrated. So very basic, you know, without using the buzzwords, uh, buzzwords we're, we're integrating earned, owned, and paid. You know, our paid approach might be different than than your paid approach because a lot of times the paid is through partnerships and influencer work but you know with Finland we were looking for large scale media opportunities big hits big opportunities for visibility and and two of the things we secured almost immediately were a partnership with the bachelor where the final three ep- episodes of the bachelor which is among the demographic that was a target younger Expendable income, yep. uh, adults, millennials, Gen Y. We secured the final three episodes. Whoa. You know, we also created a partnership with Sports Illustrated, where they shot la- this year's swimsuit issue oh. in Finland, which was the f- most northern destination they'd ever shot. And then, you know, again, so those were the big media opportunities. Then it was a, a again, I talk about changing the dialogue. We wanted to differentiate Finland from its competitive set, the the greater known Nordic destinations. So we had a media relations, a, a pitch strategy to really differentiate it and really turn the popularity of some of these other destinations against them. There was a, a report that came out, the 10 biggest tourism headlines of the summer travel season. And one of them was anti-tourism movements take root. And and what that is, was some of these really popular destinations have become overpopulated with tourists. And we knew that was the case in Iceland, which is a very popular U.S. destination. So we decided to differentiate Finland from, from Iceland. Vogue ran a story where the headline was, why go to Reykjavik when you can go to Helsinki? And the the premise of the article was, these are the things that you can really experience it in Finland that because of the the, the crowds and, and onslaught of tourism that you can no longer experience in Iceland. And then, you know, again, and I think we'll talk a little more about this later, but third component was really utilizing influencers to tell that story. You know, one of the biggest trends in tourism period is experience. The easiest and best ways to showcase the visual nature of experiences is using highly engaged influencers. So we've done several influencer trips that have been incredibly successful. In fact, I think we've sent almost 100 influencers this year from the U.S. to our international clients. Serbia, again, it was part of really changing the dialogue of, of, wow, look at these really cool people who I follow on Instagram having the time of their lives in Serbia. Or after The Bachelor ran, we did a different influencer trip to Finland that 
recreated all the the dates and experiences with some of the biggest bloggers in the United States in Finland. That is really exciting. We'll definitely include a link to the case study on Zapwater's work in Finland in the show notes. We'll also include a, a link to a big study by Expedia that they did that was international in scope. And so that more than half the people when they start researching travel are open to, to destination inspiration, meaning that they, they may have a couple of places in mind, but when they start researching, they have not they have not locked in on their destination, which was a little surprising to me. I can see how that somewhat would relate to your work in Finland, where maybe some people are doing a search or considering going uh, on a Nordic trip. Or there's also in the same study, which we'll also link to a, a kind of an off the beaten path category of part of the experience that people want. Of course, there's there's a, a good deal as part of it. And so sometimes if you're going to a place that's not as crowded, maybe it's a little bit more affordable, or at least you might think it is. And then the off the beaten path piece. When you mentioned the the giant reach that you must have gotten for Finland through the Bachelor and the Sports Illustrated sim, swimsuit issue, you mentioned the the influencers. Are there other things that you did to like fill the gaps? I mean, those are giant hits that happen. How do you follow up on that, keep the momentum, and make sure you're staying in front of would-be travelers as they get close to making their own? Yeah, I mean, again, the, the irony, you know, I talked about our integrated approach, but at, at the very core of who we are, we're a PR firm. You know, our bread and butter is still media relations, yeah. you know, and, and we're, while we're pretty progressive, and I think it's one of the reasons our travel practice has taken off this year, we're still doing the, the the traditional tactics of bringing journalists to a destination, having them write stories, helping them find the gems, the hidden gems that might encourage somebody to to want to visit a destination. So again, I, I go back to the fact that you know we're looking at it from an integrated pr- approach of of traditional earned media that is filling the gaps, the owned is kind of creating content. And, and I think one of the, the things that a lot of, you know, I think one of the reasons we've succeeded so well with Instagrammers and, and influencers is when they're on a trip, we set expectations. While we want it to appear organic, we, we know what the expectations we have of Instagrammers and we lay it out. And part of that is the ability of a destination to use some of the beautiful content that is created on these trips right. by the influencers uh, on their own owned channels. Right. And again, I think the value of that content, especially when you're promoting experiences and and the visual beauty and nature of some of these countries, it's invaluable. You know, yeah. one of the, the, the stories I like to tell is we had a an amazing Instagram influencer uh, visit one of our cl- uh, properties and uh, clients we work with in Mexico. And unknown to us, he brought a drone and did flyovers of the property that were so unbelievably visually amazing that they became assets for for the client that they wouldn't have gotten themselves or they would have spent tons of money to get or or they didn't even think of they're so well done and so professionally put together and the the cost for the client was so minimal because it was part of the agreement the use of some of their content. Well, in the in the same Expedia research that we'll attach, they talk about the power of, of visual imagery when people are making decisions uh, to travel. And of course, you guys are out there doing it and proving it and seeing it and, and seeing that 
part of your business really explode, which is which is really exciting. Just a couple minutes that we have left, and maybe to follow up, what do you see as what's next? Is there uh, have you guys done anything in VR? We know that's been hot to try to port an experience in a yeah, in yeah, a I tourism mean, context. Yeah, I, I mean VR is obviously the buzzword everybody's talking about, and it's a great promotion tool prior to. I think mobile is changing everything. The ability not only to book experiences or book travel on mobile, but it's already happening, but I see it as when you're at a destination, when you're at a hotel, the the ability to, to real life book opportunities and book experiences via mobile devices, I think is is a it's a big opportunity for the parties that know that you're there because you bought the plane ticket through them or you bought the hotel through them in advance. And so you should know that David is going to be in Serbia on these dates. And so maybe find a creative way to, to send you an email on your mobile device and get you to book a tour or book a restaurant or whatever it might be. Exactly. And again, I think even going back to influencers, because we're doing so much work in, in influencers, the ability for followers to actually book travel through influencer sites. So, you know, if there's a relationship with the influencer and a hotel property or a destination, providing them with codes so we can actually track exactly how much ROI we had from an influencer or an Instagrammer visiting a hotel property or destination, you know, again, and all that, you know, can be done mobily. Yeah. And so is that something that marketing execs are looking for these days to, to understand that ROI of each piece of each component of the initiative? Well, I think one of the things that we have to provide our clients is measurement. And, you know, we can say influencer X had this many impressions or this many likes, and that's great. But the next step of that is how many people actually booked a reservation based on, on their Instagram post. And if we can provide that and say, okay, this Instagrammer, you know, 10 reservations were booked because of the content yeah. he or she posted. Yeah. I mean, and that makes our life easier because we're, we're providing an immediate ROI. Yeah. And that's something that is very much in the middle of our world as well. And something that we always try to do, you'd think with maybe an e-commerce sale, it would be easier, but but sometimes that's challenging. Anyway, that could be a subject of a whole other podcast is measurement of these sorts of initiatives. I want to thank David and be respectful of his time. Thank you for joining us. David, anything you want to add or pitch before uh, we wrap up? No, the, the only thing I'll say is, you know, obviously we, we do a lot of travel marketing and have clients in the Caribbean and it's been a, a, a tough week in the in the Caribbean. So our thoughts and prayers are, are for everybody who's been impacted by the hurricanes of the past week, both in the Caribbean, Houston, South Florida, and hopefully we'll all get through this. Yeah, thank you very much for bringing that up. We are uh, recording this as Hurricane Irma is bearing down on Florida, having passed through the Caribbean, where a lot of people are, are suffering. So I uh, thank you for bringing that up. As great as this work can be sometimes, it's important to uh, remember that there's things that are going on there that are very important in humans that are suffering. So thank you for bringing that up. And thank you for your time. Thank you for being here. Uh, David Zapata. Thanks, everybody. Uh, it's been a blast. Yeah.